When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Greetings to those who watch below. I just want to first of all say, welcome back to the channel. I usually have a short break after Halloween as I do get a bit burnt out from the festivities. Now, to make November special for you guys, for the rest of the month, I will be dedicating it to monsters, creatures of the night, things that go bump and scare the crap out of you. So to begin, please enjoy five truly creepy encounters with inhuman entities. 1. So, I never believed in the supernatural, until I was like 18, and me and my friends played with a Ouija board. After the ensuing craziness from that episode, I'm a full-on believer. I live in a very rural part of Mississippi. Like, I believe my town has something like 247 people in it. Everybody knows everybody. Weird things have happened before, like animals being slaughtered or going missing, that sort of thing. Naturally, we chalked it up to coyotes or other critters. I'm an avid hunter, so I was heading out to the woods with my bow, a fully decked out Matthew's Creed. I got out a little earlier than usual, so it was still pretty dark. I've never minded the woods before, so all I planned on doing was relaxing in my stand for a while, as I didn't feel like stalking today. It's not too far away from daylight, so the birds and other wildlife are starting to make their morning calls. Usually pretty peaceful, right? I swear to God, in the span of a second, everything in that patch of woods shut up at the exact same time. Dead silence. It didn't even try to be subtle. That alone scared the piss out of me. So naturally, my scared self froze, and just listened for anything. My first thought was, oh shit, something's out here with me, which freaked me out even more. I started to think maybe it was a bear or a bobcat, which I was still terrified to meet up with, but at least it gave me a logical answer. I figured I could hear a bear coming, but I knew big cats were renowned for stalking people without their knowing, which scared the daylight out of me. I decided to keep moving towards my stand, post up, and just point my bow down the tree. After what seemed like forever, I freaking made it. I shuffled up the stand, pulled out my knife, just in case, and listened. Dawn was definitely breaking now, which made me feel better. There were still no sounds of wildlife, which was getting more and more eerie. Now, my stand is perched on the side of a creek. The creek wasn't very deep, like, maybe to the top of your ankle. About the only sound I could hear was the slight noise of the running water. Then, I hear something to my right, and it's running fast. 
I instantly raise my bow and wait, shitting my pants. It's getting louder and louder, closer as well. I almost screamed when I saw this bastard. It literally looked like something out of dog soldiers, only more muscular. This thing busted through the brush, ran down the slope and through the creek, and then disappeared on the other side. I've seen some shit, let me tell you, but I was shaking like a newborn babe. I didn't ease off my drawstring for like 10 minutes, which is a long time to hold a bow by the way. I mean, this thing was huge, like six and a half to seven and a half foot, 250 pounds of no, and I've seen bears in the light before. They do not run like that. After that, the sun really started to show, and the birds started chirping. I'd calmed myself down, so I noped out of there in a hurry. While I was terrified at the time, it's definitely one of my coolest memories to look back upon, though I'm just going to move my stand and hunt elsewhere now. 2. This incident happened to my husband a long time ago, before he met me. This story is unusual for him, because he's from a small city in Nicaragua, and grew up hearing stories about supernatural beings such as the Chupacabra and La Llorona. However, with a civil war going on around him, he became very aware of danger from living people, and was less concerned with the otherworldly. As a result, he generally gives little thought to the supernatural. During the summer breaks at college, he would work his stepfather's land in the north of the country, tending the animals and mending fences. He enjoyed the physical work, and the extra cash he earned for the upcoming semester. One evening, just after sunset, he was finishing up some work alone, and gathering up his tools to go back to the house, when, from the darkness of trees and brush, a white dog emerged, wagging its tail and walking up to Ramon. The dog acted happy and playful. It was a medium-sized dog, nothing remarkable about it except its colour, which in the glow of Ramon's light seemed to be all white. Ramon, an animal lover, patted the dog on the head, roughed up its fur along its back, and then found a small stick to toss for it. As the dog trotted for the stick that lay about 30 feet away in the dark, Ramon noticed that even though the dog was walking away from him, it seemed to be growing in size. By the time the dog reached the stick, it looked to be about at least a foot or two taller. It was larger than a greyhound, about the size of a small donkey. The dog happily returned with the stick, wagging its tail with a playful demeanour, but seeming to shrink as it approached him and was normal-sized again. My husband felt something strange was definitely going on, so he gestured to the dog to go away, told him to get out of there, to go home. The dog trotted back into the darkness, growing in size again, but was soon out of sight. When Ramon returned to the house, he asked the other farmhands if anybody had a white dog, saying it was running loose on the property. The farmhand said that no one had a light-coloured dog, at least no one they knew, and no one had seen a loose dog either. He told them about his encounter, and they told him that it sounds like he was blessed with a visit 
from the Cadejo. In Nicaragua, a white Cadejo is considered good luck, or at least a neutral encounter. A black Cadejo is bad luck, and may even attack you and hurt or kill you. Sometimes Cadejos are described as having horns or other non-canine features. Ramon saw no horns, but has no explanation on how the animal could change in size so obviously. He believes that what he saw on his stepdad's land was a Cadejo, that he knew in his gut that this was no normal dog. He was out on the property, far from anything reflective that would skew his perspective. He did make inquiries with the neighbours about dogs that could match the description, but no one came forward with any known dog of that colouring in the area. He's just grateful that it was a white Cadejo. 3. I used to work nights in a nightclub in Perth, Western Australia, and on my way home, I had to walk through a large park called Hyde Park. Hyde Park had concrete paths lined with huge Morgan Bay fig trees. They are massive trees with large roots, big enough to sit on. One night, I was walking along one of the paths, when I noticed that the roots of one tree were shaped like a person. I thought it was cool, and when I got close, I knelt down to have a better look. As I bent down, the figure in the tree turned and looked up at me. I think it was a he. I'm not 100% sure, though. He was nestled in the roots of the tree, and sort of appeared to be a part of it. He was kind of wet-looking. He was kind of wet-looking. At first I thought he was the victim of a mugging, and I started to ask if he was alright. But before I could get the words out, I realised that he was not human. He had big, almond-shaped eyes. They were cat-like. I guess he looked like a picture of your typical demon or a grey alien. He had very kind eyes, though, and I wished I'd stayed to talk, but I was so freaked out that I ran without looking back. The next day, I went back to look at the tree, and there was nothing resembling a person at all. It would be kind of a relief to me if I could write the experience off as a trick of the light or something, but I trust my senses. I've seen a few strange things in that park, but that was by far the scariest. 4. It was early morning, between half 5 and 6am. I awoke to a bright sunny end of July day. The sunlight was streaming in through the open curtains. I had been in a deep sleep, as we'd only gone to bed a couple of hours before, though I had time to open my eyes and catch my bearings. I was laying on my back, with my right arm stretched all the way out so it was hanging off the bed. My boyfriend was sound asleep next to me. I hadn't even had time to move, and in that split second, I had been awakened. I was just starting to wonder why I was awake, when my body stiffened, and every hair stood on end. The only thing I had time to move were my eyes. They were as wide as they could possibly be. It flew in through the window, and although I couldn't physically see this creature, it was clear as day in my mind's eye. It was more grey than black, reptilian with a long triangular face 
a long, graceful body, black slitted eyes, two wings, and a forked tail that was about the length of its body. Its wings were not fully outstretched, as if it was gliding on whatever current of air it had caught. I can still hear the eerie stillness of its passing. As it flew in through the window, it lost altitude as it passed over our bed. The very tip of its tail brushed my still outstretched fingertips, and it continued its flight path until just as fast as it had appeared, it was gone through the wall of the open closet. Throughout this whole event, my eyes were following it. Throughout this whole event, my eyes following it were the only things that moved. As I lay there in complete shock, I only had time to look over to my boyfriend, who woke up to see my still wide open, shocked eyes. He drowsily smiled and asked me what was wrong. Quickly, I recovered, smiled and lied, telling him nothing was wrong. We hadn't known each other for very long, and I didn't want him to think I was crazy. What I saw left me feeling startled and amazed. I knew it wasn't interested in us. It wasn't malevolent. It was an ancient power that just happened to cross paths with me. I don't know how I knew this. I just did. We only stayed in that apartment for another month, leaving at the end of the summer. Nothing else happened, and I only told one of my friends. She had grown up in the town where the apartment was, and has heard stories of other things happening. The town is really close to Native American reservations, and before it was settled, the area was inhabited by Native Americans for thousands of years. I don't know any of the natives' history or folklore, but years later, my family and I went to a hot springs about ten hours away. The Americans believed that the hot springs were caused by dragon's tears. Hearing this story many years after what I saw turned me into a believer, and I was able to put a name to it. I most definitely saw a dragon. I have seen pictures that were similar to what I saw, but people always liken them as demonic. I always had a hard time labelling what I saw as demonic, because its energy was anything but. Five. I have been an over-the-road truck driver on and off for 20 years and have seen lots of things out there on the road that are hard to believe. This is just one of them. I drive mostly at night, because it makes my job easier. Traffic is nowhere near as bad at night as it is in the daytime. I was driving down a lonely part of Interstate one night. This is an interstate where there's not much traffic in the daytime, let alone at 2.30 in the morning. Anyway, I was running down the interstate and caught some movement on the side of the road right next to the wood line. I was thinking maybe it was somebody in need of help, so I slowed as I approached. The closer I got to it, the more I could tell that it wasn't a person, but what I perceived to be an animal. I slowed and hit my four-way flashes and pulled over into the emergency lane. Now, you have to keep in mind that I'm an avid outdoorsman and hunter. I've killed deer, black bears wild hog, elk, and even seen moose, cougars, and grizzlies. But what I saw here was none of that. 
I'm not going to put a label on it, because I don't know what it was. About the time that I got within a couple of hundred feet of it, I hit my high beams. It was about five to six foot tall. Not huge, but big. Its eyes shone a yellowish green in my headlights. It was hairy, but had bare spots on it, and was standing on two legs, not all fours. Now, I know what most of you are thinking, that this is a Sasquatch. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I don't know what it was. While in my headlights, it put its arm up to block out the light. It was bare around its armpits, and you could see through some of its hair to the skin below it, which was a dark skin. And what I saw of its face was like a cross between human and animal. I watched it for about three minutes, until it wandered beyond the tree line on two legs, and disappeared. Greetings again to those who watch below. I really hope you enjoyed this video today. If you did, please make sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe to the channel. And if you're already subscribed, make sure you hit that notification bell. That way you'll know when the latest creepy video hits. If you have a tale that you want telling, please make sure you let me know via my email in the description box below. So, until next time, sleep tight. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.